Grade 7's Talk to Experts, a podcast where Grade 7 students talk to experts and find out more about their specialty. I am your host for this episode, Addison, and I am a student at College Park School in Lloydminster, Alberta. Before we get to our expert for this episode, I just want to share a little bit about who we are and what we'll be doing in our podcast. We are a class of grade, we are a class of 25 grade students, grade 7 students in a non-traditional classroom setting where we where we are focusing on experimental learning using a STEAM approach. That's STEAM, which stands for science, technology, arts, and math. We want to answer that age-old question of why do I have to learn this by directly connecting what we study inside the classroom with the world outside of school. For our pod- for our podcast, students will be contacting an expert that they know in their lives. This person could be an expert on their profession or a job or what could be traditionally traditionally considered a hobby or interest. So without further delay, I am pleased to introduce our expert for this episode, Clark Dury. Welcome. Thank you very much for having me today. It's awesome. This yeah. is a, a thrill. I don't know, I'm not much of an expert with per se, but we'll, <laughs> we'll give it a go. So thanks, yeah. Addison, for, uh, for having me here. It's so cool. Okay, uh, let's get started by getting to know you. Please tell us about yourself. Uh, well, this could be the best question. Uh, uh, a little bit about myself. I am 40, I'll be 43 here uh, right away in May. Um, I have a lovely wife uh, who uh, is a co-owner of Valerize Optometry. She's an optometrist in town. Um, two amazing children. Uh, my son Jai just turned, he's be turning five on the 12th here. And then a daughter, uh, Stella, who's going to be two here right away. So um, they are my life right now. Um, everything... Uh, revolves around them and uh, I'm just yeah enjoying just being a father um, I'm busy as can be with them and with the gym and everything so yeah right now they consume me so they are everything about me right now okay. how many people were in your family growing up uh, I have an older sister uh, she's just a couple years older than me uh, she is her name's Christy as well actually uh, and she lives in town, works in town here. Uh, and then, yeah, she's uh, pretty awesome. I uh, try to stay as close as I can with her. And then I have, right now, uh, my mom who lives in town and my dad actually passed away uh, about 10 years ago or 11 years ago now. So yeah, it's just us three. Um, what do you do for fun? Oh, for fun. Um, well, pretty much a lot of stuff actually. Uh, Anything that my kids are involved in is fun to me. I like kind of going back and, and you know, playing with Legos and, and little cars and, and all that stuff I find fun. Um, but uh, lately, uh, my son is starting to explore a little bit more um, of his like social, uh, more social uh, environment. So we're starting to do some downhill skiing, which I used to do a lot of. I was quite competitive with it uh, back in the day. and so. We've been going to Mount Joy just about every weekend, and he's been doing skiing, so I've been skiing too, and, and enjoying that. So that's been the most fun for me as of lately. So sure. yeah. Um, where did you live at, as a kid, and what was like? What was that like? I grew up in Lloyd, uh, born and raised here uh, my entire life. My uh, um, my childhood uh, was amazing. Um, I you know I had we grew up in a really good block. We had a lot of a lot of kids. I had a lot of friends uh, growing up. Uh, I went to Randall Park School, which isn't too far, uh, then Bishop Lloyd for junior high, and then Lloyd Comp for high school, and uh, all my friends we remained pretty close throughout all of all of elementary through junior high and high school, so um, yeah, I just, you know, had a really, really great childhood, I can't complain about it at all, lots of, lots of fun, lots of lake time, uh, you know, sports and stuff through this, through the, through the year, yeah, just awesome times. Um, They're the best times. Take advantage of it, you guys. Seriously. What was school like for you when you were younger? School. Uh, you know what? School is challenging. Uh, elementary was was a breeze. Everyone had fun in elementary. Am I right? Like, I mean, elementary is pretty pretty deadly. Um, junior high was a bit of a struggle. Obviously, you're put into a little bit of different situations in junior high. Sometimes, um, not positions that you want to be in. Um, and so it's like. Uh, it became a struggle. It seems like when I was in junior high, I don't know how it is much anymore, but I know when I was in junior high, it, you really kind of kind of pick and pick and chose your friends at that age group. And you just, you, you kind of decided 
who you wanted to hang out with and who you didn't and you started to realize these things like you you started to think about more about that kind of stuff and so junior high was a bit of a rough go um i made some decisions uh probably a little bit later on in junior high who i wanted to be with and who i didn't want to be with and, and as far as having friends or to surround those people with me uh and so going into grade 10 at the comp uh, i was really proud of the decisions i've made to leave kind of the the past behind me and move on into a new school with new friends and kind of set myself for up for just a better uh, a better next year um so it was it wasn't super great i would say junior high but definitely on the positive flip side of that um i really found out who i was uh as a person and made good decisions i think probably some of the best decisions were in junior high nothing really school related but back then I don't think we do them anymore but when I was in grade seven we used to have school dances and they were a lot of fun and they were like the most popular thing and uh, in grade seven I came in I was new obviously to the school um, I was super small all right like I'm still not a very big guy um, and uh, we had this school dance and I remember being uh, in this like competition they had this dance competition and there was like five people in this dance competition and I remember like going in there and busting my move to like I don't know CNC music factory or something ridiculous and <laughs> and I was up against some grade niners and I was like okay like in my mind I'm thinking you better make it or break it dude like you better pull out some sweet moves to to win over these grade niners I ended up winning this dance competition and back then it was called like they were called like much music dance parties or something and you won like I won an O. Henry bar and a CD. And I remember getting this CD and being like, this is so cool, what is it? And because CD players were just coming out then. And I remember I had to wait like September, October, November, December. And then I ended up getting a CD player for Christmas. So I was like, now it's all like, you know, you know, Bluetooth or you guys can download music. But back then you couldn't really do that. So um, yeah, that was like my highlight of grade seven. Um, uh, yeah, I would say that was pretty huge. Other than trying to dodge the grade niners, because back then, I don't know how it is for you guys, but us junior, like us grade seveners, we used to get like taken into the, <laughs> this is maybe off the record, but taken into the bathrooms and like given rose bowls. You guys know what that is? Where you get like tipped up into the toilet and get your head dunked in the toilet. That's what the grade, swirlies, there we go. That's what the grade niners used to try to do to us. We used to give us swirlies. And I remember like getting out of a few of those. So. Yeah, those are like the highlights. It's, that sounds really sad, but that's my highlights. A great seven, winning a dance competition and dodging swirlies. So, yeah, great question. Thanks. Uh, tell us a little bit about owning a gym. Oh yeah, owning a gym uh, is is pretty great. Um, you know, I I look forward to going in there every day and flipping the lights on every morning and just this mad rush I get of just knowing that this place. Uh, holds such a cool vibe to it. Um, I don't know if you guys have experienced our gym or come into our gym, but it is such a cool feel. Um, and the people that make up the gym uh, really bring it all together. And I wouldn't uh, be here or be here now if it wasn't for the, the clients that I have and the coaches that I have that help create such a cool environment. Um, but yeah, owning a gym and, and being a part of that has been a definite life changer the past uh, six years. So it's been a really cool ride for us and our family so yeah i'm now gonna invite esme to ask her question oh hey esme hi how are you uh, good you i'm well thanks um how did you get into working out was it like something you wanted to do as a kid or did you just fall into it yeah you know what that's a super cool question because i was thinking about this on the way over here actually i knew something that was going to be asked me like that and um you know getting into working out uh, i i we can back it up a little bit. And when I was in school, junior high, high school, I never worked out at all. Um, in fact, I played a little bit of like some sports and stuff, but when I was that age, it wasn't really a thing. Um, we didn't have CrossFit really when I was in grade, uh, grade eight or grade nine or even into high school. It wasn't until uh, I was quite a bit out of school. Um, there was another gym in town uh, at the time called Kujo Conditioning and they offered CrossFit. And I remember my wife or girlfriend at the time uh, signed me up for an on-ramp program and I took it with her it was like a three-day access like rip through CrossFit and kind of get into it and I remember like really really falling in love with it and thinking that this is a really cool way of working out and so ever since then I just kind of made it a part of my life but I've always made uh, 
health a good portion of my life. I think the two pair really well together, fitness and health. And and uh, so I've always ate good and maintained a, a pretty solid diet and just been, you know, really kind of always cautious about that and just knowing what's healthy and what's not. And and when I started adding the fitness level into things, um, yeah, things started to just develop a little bit better. Um, I, one thing I wanted to say was that uh, when it came to like fitness, um, I was trying to describe myself earlier on my drive over here, thinking like what describes me as being fit. And I, all I could think about is like being back in grade like eight and grade nine and, and like thinking how, well, I was, not that this is a big deal, but I was never really picked last. So, so people probably thought I was fit. And then I was really good at crossfire or dodgeball. So that like, those are the two coolest sports when I was in grade, or two games that we played in, in grade eight and grade nine. So I was really good at those sports. Um, yeah, but anyways. What else you got from Yasmin? Um, do you like being fit? Is it just like I love it. Yeah, I love being fit. Don't you? <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, it's such a cool feeling. Um, you know, and fit can be described in so many different levels. But for my stature, what I am doing in my life, my goals that I'm trying to achieve, uh, my fitness level is perfect. My goals right now have changed dramatically in the last five years, um, you know, having Jai, my first, our son, um, honestly, I stay fit now, obviously for him. I wanna be able to be there when he's going through school. I wanna be there when he's playing hockey or downhill skiing. I wanna be that cool dad that's able to keep up with him. And and I'm, I know there's a lot of dads out there, um, my age, a little older, that have kids older, that they're, they've shifted their goals as well to that. and. And that's really cool because it's something to look up to. Like I have friends that work out in other gyms in town, friends that work out in my gym, that I know that's where they're at. They just literally want to try and keep up to their kids. So I think fitness has been, it's super, super cool to be fit and to promote fitness to my family. Like I know I bring my son down to the gym every weekend and we just play around and try and do pull-ups and whatever. Like he just runs around and draws on the chalkboard or whatever, but he's doing something, right? And that's the main thing. Thank you. Thank Yay, you. Esme, time. Thanks, Sos. What does a typical day look like for you? Oh, you know, a typical day uh, is pretty uh, pretty exciting, actually. You know, I I, uh, I coach most of the early morning classes, so I get up early, uh, about 4.50 a.m., and I'm at the gym about 10 after 5 in the morning, and I usually prep. So I have, like, the workout already out on the board, but I'll just kind of go over in my mind and kind of warm up my body for about 20 minutes to get prepped so I can do demos. And then uh, once the class starts rolling in at about 5.30, we hang out, we uh, chat for a little bit, and class starts at 5.50 a.m. And then from there we coach. So I coach and I run the class through their warm-up, their specific warm-up, a weightlifting or a strength series, and then we go right into uh, a workout. And then after that, it's back home, getting the kids ready for school, for play school. Um, waiting for our nanny to arrive, I rip back to the gym, um, I coach a class, I get a, maybe a workout in if my day lets me, and then I go home for a little bit, come back, coach another class, go pick my son up from school. I'm literally all over the map. Um, there's some days where I don't get workouts in, even though I own a gym, it's just I'm so busy running back and forth. Um, yeah, and then some days I parent, which is fantastic. I'll never trade that for anything. I'm lucky enough to have a job where I have coaches that can cover some of my classes that allow me time with my family. So uh, a few days of the week I coach, a few, uh, one or so days of the, of the week I, uh, I am at home parenting. Um, yeah, so it's uh, kind of all over, the, all over the map. It's very busy, very busy. Um, now we're going to invite Gwen to ask her question. Oh, hey, how's Hi. it going? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Thank you. Um, what was your inspiration for this profession? Did you have any mentors that owned or was a trainer in a gym? Uh, no, I wouldn't say I had any mentoring. Um, I, you know, I, I had a job for the city for about eight years. Uh, I worked at the water treatment plant and I was starting to get a little bit tired of it. Um, it was just kind of getting a little bit monotonous for me. And, and I was already kind of really deep into CrossFit at that time. And I remember uh, a friend of mine approached me and he said, you know, hey Clark, like I feel that you'd be really good at doing something different, like, you know, managing a gym or doing something like that. And I remember thinking about it being like, you know what, I, I, I really believe in that. Like I believe 
first of all, I think it's really important that your friends to, to reach out to you and say, hey, I believe in, in you. I think that's really cool. So I took my buddy's advice and said, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of roll with this and I'm going to see where it takes me. So uh, there was a couple of things we looked at, another facility in town um, to manage and just didn't fit the cards. It wasn't really my vibe. It didn't feel right. So we decided to um, uh, get our own building and I partnered uh, with another uh, person in town and uh, we pursued it and you know it's been fantastic. Unfortunately uh, my partner at the time uh, she got a little bit uh, some health issues so she had to pull out uh, but you know at the same time we've been running pretty smooth and kind of keeping afloat and, and running a really successful gym I, I would hope is successful in this town so yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks, thank you. Welcome. Did you work out as a kid, and what was that like? Mm. No, <laughs> I never worked out much as a kid. I think I worked out a few times in high school uh, at world class gym. I think that's what it was called back in the day. Um, but I remember it just being a different feel. Um, I remember being really like really young, uh, really small, uh, not really super comfortable in that environment, and uh, yeah, I just didn't feel right. But I did go there a few times. But I stayed, I stayed active, and I think that's the main important thing. Um, it's one thing to, to go to the gym and, and do that. That's cool. But that's still one little small portion of your day, one little small portion of your week, your year. Um, if you're not doing other things, then you're really not doing a whole lot at all. So I stayed uh, really active outside of the gym. Um, if I did go to the gym, I was busy all summer water skiing. In the winter, I was downhill skiing. Um, yeah, I think that's really, really important to have another thing to to do so that's kind of where i'm at with that i'm now going to invite dallin to ask her oh question. hey how's it going hi my hi. question is do you host any type of events at your gym yeah cool question we do a couple we've uh over the few years um we used to do festivus uh which was uh, an online uh workout that um gets posted uh, and we sign up for it and you uh, basically you host uh, a competition in your gym and I think it's like four workouts in a matter of a day you have and basically you do uh, you can either do couples workouts or partner workouts or some of them are singles and we've hosted I think three maybe three or four of those over the past few years uh, and then we kind of fell out of it but we do one that's really popular that um, we really really enjoy it's called the Midnight Murph and so it's a Murph run uh, and I think Addison's done it, uh, Esme's been there. Um, it's usually a good time. Um, and so we raise money with this event uh, for something in the community, whether it's, uh, you know, one year we sent, uh, I think it was kids from Jack Camp. Uh, we did uh, like a summer, like a camp thing for them. Uh, we did, uh, there was a young boy named Asher. We uh, helped him and his family. Uh, he had some hip issues, so we helped him and his family just uh, pay for gas going to Edmonton and hotels so uh, we raised a bunch of money for that uh, we have done uh, what else uh, wounded warriors so we've sent money for wounded warriors uh, and just last year uh, we did one for basically uh, mental health which was great uh, and so that went really really well and this year I actually is just it's funny you mentioned that question because I'm just writing it up we are running it again this May May 28th uh, Midnight Murph and I'm kind of planning it right now and uh, we are probably going to do it uh, for uh, again this one's going to be for summer uh, City of Lloydminster summer camps uh, I feel like with COVID it's been a bit of a, uh, a lockdown on some of these kids and not being able to do that so we're going to try and raise some money and send some kids to camp which is going to be exciting. Uh, midnight Murph it used to be called. We used to run it in midnight, midnight, uh, which was awesome. But then it started to kind of get a little bit uh, too late for people to go, and so we, now we just run it Saturday mornings. We did last year. We did uh, a morning heat for the young kids, which was awesome. It was an hour and a half of uh, it's a mile run, um, hundred pull-ups, two hundred push-ups, and three hundred squats, followed by another mile run. Uh, it's a pretty hard workout and yeah, everyone just kind of paces himself and have a good time and yeah, so that's uh, about the main things that we do. Thank you. Are you going to participate yeah. this year? Yeah, good, cool. Um, so to follow up with Dallin's question, I know you do a lot of things like for the city and like try to get inclusive with that. Mm. I was wondering if you're going to do with anything with National Women's Day. Oh, yeah, that'd be really cool. I don't have any plans. Uh, is that, is that not today? Yes, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
I don't have any plan. Maybe a big shout out to all my lady coaches out there for sure. Um, like I said earlier, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't be where I am um, if I didn't have uh, people who represent me and represent the gym working underneath me and, and working for me. Uh, uh, coaches Kylie, uh, Amber, and Jen. Um, you know, uh, Hannah has been amazing. We have just like some like cast. We have some like really really amazing uh, coaches at the gym. Um, so and they all you know are all very special to me because they all have their own lives as well. They're all raising families and they're all very very busy uh, girls. So I'd give a hundred percent of a shout out to them uh, for just being a part of Progressive's team. Have you ever been, have there ever been times where you feel discouraged at the gym as a gym owner? What has made you keep going? Yeah, uh, definitely a lot of that. That's a cool question. Um, yeah, you get discouraged. I think in anything in life, you get discouraged. Um, one thing you can't let like negative thoughts get the best of you. I think, I think with, when it comes to gyms, especially CrossFit gyms, because a lot of them are on smaller scales like ours, where um, you always think sometimes in the back of your mind, what are other gyms doing? Uh, what am I doing wrong? Uh, how can I be better? This, this, and that. And I mean, when it comes to the end of the day, uh, you can only do so much. And I think it's one step in front of the other and try not to get, I guess, too worked up about a lot. Um, you can only do so much, right? So, um, but at the end of the day, just 100% I have been discouraged, but you know what, I have this most amazing family that I mentioned earlier that I come back to every night and um, they literally make me so happy. And again, it just refuels me for the next day. But honestly, um, there aren't too many bad days. Um, you know, if anything, maybe I coach a class and it just went poorly, that can that happens, and then it kind of throws you off a little bit. Uh, maybe there's something happening in my life that I don't want to let the rest of my, my coaches or my, my clients know, so you try and fight off some of those things. But uh, for the most part, like I said, I walk into the gym and I flick those lights on and I literally feel like super happy and it hasn't faded in six years that we've had the gym. and. And uh, for the most part, every day when I come in, whether I have one person sign up or 12 people sign up to one of my classes, we try and party and have the most fun. And I try and give it 100% every time, every time I coach. And, uh, and I think that shows. And yeah, I just try to do the best I can always. When yeah. I come into the gym, if I was doing a camp and you're just there and you're so happy, and it just I think it makes everybody else feel oh, good yeah. too. Thank you. Yeah, I think so too. I think positive energy uh, radiates, and I believe that when you add it, you have that super positive energy that you bring to the class, whether it's with your hockey uh, team or if you're coming to any of my camps. I always look forward to you and and uh, coming and you do have a very uh, vibrant uh, effect on 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 the gym so it's really cool can you tell us about an experience when you were unsure but you chose to participate anyways and gave your best effort wow can you say that one more time can you tell us about an experience where you were unsure but you chose to participate anyways and gave your best effort hmm oh there's probably a lot there um were you thinking more gym stuff yeah. hmm well, I'd say probably going back to my first year, I guess, uh, having a gym, um, I, I joined a, a competition, a CrossFit competition that was in Leduc, and I remember being super nervous about it, really for no reason. I mean, it's probably no different than for those who play sports here, whether it's hockey or whatever, to go into a hockey game. You get those like nerves, those like nervous feels, um, but mine was like over the top. I was super nervous, and I remember being like, the day of, like in Leduc with a bunch of my best friends from the gym and and people I didn't know and, and and going ahead and just doing it and giving it all I could and just laying it all on the floor and, and being super happy about it afterwards. But like, in no way did I do like really that good um, as far as like the, the three or four workouts that I did that day. But I remember being really, really happy uh, afterwards on the drive home, drive home thinking, you know what, I did something that was super like, out of my comfort zone um, and I had literally the most fun doing it and so that kind of pushed me a little bit further now when everything I do so no, even when it comes to being here I mean a lot of people have been uh, you know in front of a class 
uh, being in that social, this social environment might feel a little bit nervous where I just feel super comfortable. And I think pushing yourself to do those type of things builds on that. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's a lot more uncomfortable positions and situations I've been in. Um, but this, uh, that one for sure kind of sets me back because I remember being, again, super nervous and then driving home and being like, that really wasn't that bad. It, it rocked. And I, yeah, it just built so much more confidence in me. In your opinion, what makes someone an expert? And do you consider yourself an expert? No, man. Uh, no, not, not at all. Uh, am I, what, what was the first part? Uh, in your opinion, what makes someone an expert? I don't know what, if that's even possible. I mean, an expert. That's to me, like, is it something, someone that, that wouldn't make any mistakes. And, and I feel, to me, to grow, if you're an expert, I feel like you're not really growing much further because you're not letting yourself fail. Uh, it's very important to fail and to, re and to understand where and how you fail. Um, in no way am I an expert, like so far from. I, I fail every day on certain things, whether it's uh, maybe I missed something coaching, maybe I let my son down, maybe I did this or did that. Um, but I really take the time to think about that and how I can grow and develop and, and work on that certain area so it doesn't happen again. But I'm not too worried about it if it does happen again because this is, I'm a normal, I'm a human being. Um, but uh, there are certain people in my life that I follow uh, that I wouldn't consider them an expert by no means, but they're people who I look up to and would ask advice from or, you know, uh, follow them because I feel that their views are very similar to my views. Um, but definitely in no way am I an expert. But that's a cool question. I thought that was a very good answer. So. Oh, thanks, Daddy. What do you think failure has to do with success? Also, when did, when you failed, what what helped you? Mm -hmm. um, like I said earlier, failure. Um, yeah, like failure is a big part of success. Um, you have to kind of know and understand your failure. And I think that's a lot of people nowadays. They just move on real quick and they don't think about how they failed or they just kind of move on. And I think we have to kind of hash through our failures and work through them and figure them out and maybe even go through it again and build up on learning how to be successful from that failure. I think nowadays people just fail and they're just like, whatever, um, shrug it off. Whereas I don't believe that's a good learning experience. I think in order to learn from your failure, you have to build and maybe go back, dive into that failure and figure out a way how you can correct it. Um, and I think that's a big thing when it comes over to our, transfers over to our coaches and our coaching because um, I know all my coaches we have days where you know there's one class that gets away on you or something happens where you just feel like maybe you miss something at coaching maybe you should do it again so we take the time and, and you know, I go through it afterwards in my in my mind or after the class is gone and I kind of work through programming that again differently how I would coach it differently and that's how I'm going to build success by reviewing those motions and doing it over and over again um, yeah, what was the second part to that question? Um, also, when did you fail and it had to help with, like, yeah. help? Yeah, like, I mean, I could probably count 10 times this morning how I failed, but uh, I'm not going to. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I failed, I failed uh, a few times. I mean, but, you know, it's, it's all about, like I said, digging in and working through uh, why you failed and, and admitting it. All right, owning it, owning it's huge. Uh, and that's what I'm really working on right now, a lot of, especially with a young family, is um, I wanna be sure I lead by example. And kids pick up on everything. So if you don't follow through with something, they figure it out really quick. Um, so for example, if you fail, or if you've said something that you shouldn't have in front of them, you better be able to figure out how to answer that real quick before they learn something from you that you don't want them to learn. So as far as like teaching that, um, that to me has been the most, uh, I would say exciting and, and like kind of scary part of, of any type of failure is just being, you know, having kids. Like as far as the gym stuff, I mean, it happens. Um, 
we, we work through it, but family to me is like number one and that's where I don't want to fail uh, at all. I want to be the best dad I can all the time. So, yeah. Tell us about someone you looked up to when you were younger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's a big one. Um, when I was younger, who did I look up to? Um, there's two answers there. Um, uh, I'm going to start with my grandma, probably. Uh, my grandma Dorothy would be my mom's mom. Uh, she passed away a number of years ago, um, but 100%, she was. Uh, I'm gonna get emotional. She was like the literally the rock of our family. Um, I remember being really young with my sister, and just about every weekend, uh, my mom and dad would. Uh, drop us off at grandma's house it was always like the big thing to go to grandma's house and uh, she would raise us just about every weekend when we were young and my dad worked a lot in the oil field uh, back then when the, when the oil field was a different story than it was now but you worked a lot on the weekends and you work and you play hard and and uh, uh, you attend a lot of events and my mom and dad did a lot of that um, at the time and uh, I remember going to my grandma's but my grandma just like she just loved hard like she just knew how to you guys love your grandmas right yeah, yeah all right so like I, I this isn't anything new but grandmas know how to love hard and they always have the sweet sweetest candy drawers and they don't give a rip about certain rules that maybe your mom and dad do and uh yeah i just i i, I really look up to her a lot just on her values how she was able to control us let alone all my cousins and stuff that would always be at the house at the same time um just a hard-working woman and i just love that um my second my second would be my dad uh in a couple different ways here um my dad passed away like i said a, a number of years ago too uh and unfortunately i was i think i was 29 28, 29, when he passed away, I think. And that uh, sounds about right. And uh, I was at that point in my life where when you're, when you're a teenager, all right, this may be hard for some of you guys to understand. When you're a teenager in high school, there's a little bit of a rebel time where you just don't really want to be around your mom and dad too much. You do and you don't, but you kind of think they're nerds and they kind of think you're a nerd probably. Um, and then I, when, when I graduated, I kind of, uh, I got into the oil field and I worked for a number of years and, and it wasn't until when I was in my mid twenties where I started realizing that my dad is actually really, really cool. And I want to spend more time with him because now that I'm more mature, we have, we're on the same level. Now, when I was in school, he was here. We just didn't see eye to eye. Now I'm a little older. I'm kind of in the same field he is. We see each other every once in a while in the oil field industry where we can actually have a conversation about normal things, like stuff that he would be more interested in. So I, I, he, got, he got really, really interesting to me later on in my life. And I remember just being so in love with that guy and just being like, you know, he would do anything for us, whether it's, you know, summer, summer days at the lake are always are a big memory of my dad and, and, you know, pulling us for like nine hours behind the boat, uh, water skiing. And then when we were all played out and in bed, he would, you know, cook supper and, and have a, you know, pour a drink with his friends and just have a good time. But like, he really looked out for us. And uh, that just kind of, like, I never thought about that when I was young. So like, you guys got to really think about what your parents actually do for you. And uh, it's nowadays when I sit back and I look at that, I'm thinking, man, he like literally burnt three tanks of gas every day pulling us water skiing, kneeboarding, tubing, whatever we wanted. And then he made time for himself. So he looked out for us 100%. Um, so skipping ahead, now that he, like when he, I was older, we had more in common. And when he passed away, it just felt like I lost someone finally I can grab onto and be like, oh, I got, I got to tell you something, dad. I got it. Like we're so like we're tight. And then all of a sudden it was just like taken away or like stolen from me. So that was... That was really tough. Um, but just for you guys to understand that your parents like love you guys so much. And uh, yeah, and try to have a really good relationship with you. It may, it may seem awkward sometimes, but believe me, they want it to be amazing. And uh, yeah, so that's, I think that's a huge thing for me is that 
I understood that later on and I had some time with my dad so that was really cool but definitely at those those teenage years there's they're tough years so but uh yeah super cool question Addie. yeah very emotional so mm, thank you mm-hmm. I would lo- now like to open to the, m- the mic if anybody would like to ask a question yeah. cool <laughs> Let's let's form a line this way, guys. We've we've, we've done this before. Thank you. I did. Hi, I'm Callie. And what are some of the people that have supported you on your journey to becoming a gym owner? Owner. Uh, well, uh, my wife for one um, is a big supporter of me. Um, countless friends. Um, every client that has walked through that door has helped. Uh, you know, they bought a membership, so they're supporting me. And uh, yeah, um, every everyone that's been a part of Progressive Fitness has been a big part of my life in some way or other. So yeah, what else you got in there? Mm, what are some of the major steps to becoming a gym owner? Mm, yeah, so there's a lot. Um, there's a little bit to that uh, for for me. There's uh, obviously there's a lot to it. You can go get your CrossFit Level One, which is yeah, you need your CrossFit Level One to have an affiliation and to to to. To run an affiliation, you have to have it. Um, but it's not so much the CrossFit side of things. Um, you have to have a really, really strong work ethic. And I think a lot of people, you either got it or you don't. And for me, I'm lucky enough to have that part in my gene where like, in my genes where I'm, I'm able to grind when I need to and, and put in the time when I need to and I just never really think any differently. And I think you'll find those small, like the small gym owners and some of the major gym owners that those have, who become successful put in the time, uh, you know, in the wee hours of the morning or the, the night, at the nights when their kids are asleep. Um, and that's what it's all about. That's what it takes. Uh, you got to really uh, think in between the lines and work in between the lines on those ones. So, okay. yeah, good questions. Thank you. Very cool. Nice seeing you again. Hello, my name is Jesse. And what is CrossFit? Uh, CrossFit. Um, CrossFit is basically um, like a strength and conditioning uh, workout with more functional movements moving through high intensity intervals. So uh, hard work um, and uh, a lot of fun. Uh, CrossFit's more about more than just the workout. It's uh, it's about a community. It's about um, you know being uh, together with good friends cool people who understand that everyday normal Joes can do the exact same workout as someone who is as fit as can be. And we all get together under the same roof and jam and have the most fun ever. Um, that's CrossFit to me. Okay. Yeah, good question. Thank you. You're welcome, dude. Um, do you need some sort of education to run a gym? Yeah, no, you don't. Uh, you, don't. <laughs> you, uh, you just need to be a worker. I mean, you have... Uh, I have some education behind me. I went to school for University of Education or University of Alberta for Education, Elementary Ed, and that has nothing to do with what I what I am doing now. But uh, and I went to Nate for Water and Wastewater Technician. But I believe uh, all those things that what I've learned in those two places um, have some sort of effect in what I'm doing now. Uh, I definitely wouldn't say it was a waste of time. Um, but for me, running a business, uh, it's basically has been trial uh, and error. <laughs> and and a little bit of luck and uh, honestly just what it really comes down to is working incredibly hard um and having a great team underneath you to help you make it work um yeah good question man thank you welcome what's up bud uh hello my name is jackson and um um why did you choose the name progressive fitness oh man that's so cool uh yeah, uh, I chose that name. Uh, it was literally over a su- at a supper table one night. We were thinking what a name for it. And I just thought the word progressive was so cool because there's so much into it. Um, progressively getting better, uh, progressive movements uh, um, that I just kind of played on that. And I thought, why not use the word progressive in front of fitness? Uh, because that's where we all are. Um, I'm still progressively getting better uh, at some of my movements. So I feel it fits really, really well with the title. Um, yeah, I think that's that's about it. That's really cool. That's a cool question. Thank you. Okay, thank you. I'm Tyler, and what are some troubles of owning a gym? Mm. Great question. 
Uh, troubles of owning a gym. Uh, the things that you don't think are gonna happen are troubles sometimes. Um, so we've had, you know, something like sewer backups. We've had, um, uh, you know, power issues, outages. Um, uh, probably the worst thing about owning a gym sometimes can be the scheduling. Um, we're uh, we're a pretty uh, skeleton crew at the gym right now, and sometimes it's it's tough sometimes to find coaches to work certain classes to schedule all that. But um, like I said earlier, I have rock star coaches uh, that uh, really uh, cover a lot of stuff uh, for me, and, and I would do the same for them as I do do for them. Um, but sometimes scheduling is probably one of the hardest things with running a gym. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome, bud. Hi, I'm Rainer. Hi, Rainer. And do you have any plans to like expand? Uh, not right now. Um, yeah, we just want to kind of keep rolling where we are. Uh, we're still, I think, not using the maximum uh, capacity of our gym at, at the moment. So I feel we need to start getting more people in the gym and then maybe we can talk about expansion. Uh, but that'd be something else to have that. So, okay, thank cool you. Question, but yeah. Um, what is AMRAP? How are you, by the way, bud? Good, how are you? I'm good. Um, AMRAP, as many rounds or reps as possible. That's what it stands for. All right, so that's the type of workout that we would do. Um, yeah, I taught your brother. I don't know if you know this or yeah, not. Okay, I, cool. I do know. Yeah, um, so yeah, your brother's super cool. Um, when are you gonna start coming to my classes? <laughs> All right, so your brother is not there right now because he's focusing on football, am I correct? Yes. Something like that? Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, what was your name again? My name? Yeah. Liam. Liam Watson. Yes. Correct, right? Cool. Um, yeah, that's what that stands for. As many rounds or reps as possible. Okay, yeah. bye. Yeah, okay, bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> um, hello, I'm Hi. Breton, and I was wondering, what's your favorite kind of workout? Mm, so cool. Yeah. Um, my favorite kind of workout, um, honestly, are the ones you can kind of just forget about while you're in the middle of them. Um, so uh, they're called a chipper. Uh, for me, a longer workout uh, with uh, lots of movements, lots of reps where you can just dial in and kind of pace yourself and get through it. Uh, those are my favorite ones. So a longer, um, a big push, so anywhere between 20 to 30 minutes worth of workout. Um, my least favorite, would be like uh, a shorter, like a couplet. So where you have two movements and you do those exact same two movements over and over for a set period of time. So they're usually hard, very exhausting, um, not super fun, but yeah. And also, um, if you're comfortable with answering, do your tattoos have any like meaning? Yeah, that's a cool question. Um, every one of them has a meaning, believe it or not. I could probably get into that. This one's uh, my daughter, um, this is my dad's ring that him and his two other brothers share. Um, I have a, an old pipe and some matches, which just represents more of like an old soul, uh, which I believe I have. This one here represents my dad. This is our family cabin. He was kind of an outdoorsy guy, so I have like a, just a, an outdoorsman wrapped in there. Um, this one here is a peacock feather with black pearls in it, and this was my wife and our... Uh, our wedding theme, it was called Peacocks and Pearls. So we got, I got that tattooed on there. Um, I have a, a slingshot up here to represent boyhood and childhood. My son's name is in the wood. Uh, so that's kind of represents him. I have a cactus on the back, which represents um, all our family fun in Phoenix, Arizona. We had a condo there for a number of years, my wife and I, and we've shared a lot of great memories with our kids and stuff there. So I got a, that. Um, I have a bunch on my legs as well. I have uh, an old place setting here from a vintage plate setting, which just represents a reminder of where I am and where I come from. Um, I went on a surf trip about four or five years ago, four or five years ago, and I got a nice big surf tattoo here. Uh, my favorite man, one of my favorite men in the entire world, my uh, wife's Gidu passed away uh, last year, a year before, and. Uh, uh, he was a very special man. He passed away at 92 years, so I got a, a bottle of red uh, wine, Royal Red, which he liked at the time. He liked white too, but uh, when I first met him, he was big into Royal Red. Uh, and so I got that tattoo on him, uh, on me for, for that, which I thought was cool. 
And then I have a, a skateboard here, which just represents the history of skateboarding and uh, the style and the art of that sport, which I love. And I have, a, I think, a porta filter on my ribs here for espresso. I'm a big espresso fan. Um, I got my grandma's name, of course, here. I have my my niece's name on my head. Sorry, I, kind of, I forgot all about that one. Um, I have, yeah, her name is Baxton. You can't see it right now because I got too much hair here. But I got my niece's name here, Baxton, on my head. Oh man, I got my grandma had also. Does anyone's grandma here have a spoon board in their kitchen? You know, one of those boards that has a bunch of spoons yeah. hanging on. Yeah. So oh, yeah. super cool. So I got that tattooed on my chest here too. Um, yeah, I got lots of tattoos now that you think about it. Kind of, I must have like 16 or 17. I don't even know, something like that. Thank you. Yeah, such a cool question. Uh, just Aiden, hold on. Um, we're gonna we're gonna hit the bell for break. It's okay, don't worry about it. We'll just continue until we're done. Um, and then we'll take a break afterwards, okay? It's all good. Breton? No, thank you. Um, my name is Aiden and... Uh, Hi, Aiden. Uh, have you ever been anxious uh, during working out. Anxious, working out? Yeah. Just about every day. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, for sure. Um, I love I love uh, working out a lot. Um, um, I have been anxious, um, for sure. I think that's pretty common for most people in the gym. Uh, you know what, until they start to realize how much of a cool place that we have, and then those feelings of being anxious start to settle. Um, I think sometimes I'm more anxious to, to coach more than to work out. Um, I love it. And you know what? Honestly, I believe that I'm good at it. And it, uh, I look forward every day to, you know, hopefully seeing new faces in the gym, but let alone being around people that have supported me. So I love it very much. I'm always anxious and always excited to see them and just be there. So a yeah, very cool question. Cool. Thank Thanks you. so much. Hi, I'm Brett, and how Hi, has Brett. COVID affected your business? Stole my question. Oh man, look at that. Two people just walked away. Um, <laughs> how has COVID uh, affected my business? Um, you know, it's been definitely been a, a roller coaster, dude. Um, very, very difficult. Uh, we've had to do a lot of different changes throughout the, throughout the few years that we've been running COVID through. Um, uh, we've had to... When it initially started, we've had to close obviously for three months, which was challenging. So we had to do some quick changes there. Uh, we changed our programming over at that period in time, which was also very challenging. Uh, and also we tried to please everybody at the same time. So we, I rented out all of my equipment. In fact, I know I didn't. I rented out certain parts of my equipment, but I gave it all away to members of the gym to take home, which was a huge move. Um, yeah, and then just dealing with COVID, just like you guys are dealing with school, I mean, obviously with masks and spacing and all that stuff has been really challenging, but we've been managing to do it. Um, and now with we're mask free, free for hopefully a long time, we're kind of cruising right along. Thanks, all right. man. All right, thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. My name is Cohen, and my question is for you. How has the gym equipment developed over the years? Uh, how, how's it developed? Yeah. Uh, you know, really good. Gym equipment's extremely strong. We put it through the grinder just about every day um, with, you know, whether it be a kettlebell, you know, swings or barbell droppings uh, on the floor. Um, our, kettle, our, our equipment has withstood uh, definitely a lot of, uh, a lot of droppings and, and whatnot. And uh, I'm very pleased with the equipment that we have in the gym. It's very strong. Um, we're lucky, uh, you know, Rogue has uses, uh, we use a lot of Rogue stuff, which they have good quality stuff, but we have some uh, Canadian made stuff that's also uh, standing the, standing the uh, test of time right now. So it's, it's really cool to see, but you know, there are, there is, that's a good question because there is very cheap equipment out there and you have to, you know, buyer beware uh, that you don't waste the money on something that you're not sure of, definitely do your research. Uh, that's huge when it comes to gyms. Uh, take your time, do the research on equipment. And you know, and sometimes those cases, it's worth spending a little bit more money and uh, making sure your equipment's top notch. Cool question, bud. Thank you. You're welcome. That's our last question from the floor. So we're gonna wrap it up now. Is there anything else you wanted to say or? Mm. Uh, what do I wanna say? I want to say thank you to this class 
for inviting me in here today. Um, let me be a part of your guys' day is extremely cool. Um, yeah, Addy, just for being you. Uh, and, um, you know, I was thinking about this on the way up. I'm getting emotional now again, too. But uh, basically, um, I feel now, this is crazy, I feel like I've made it. I'm on a podcast. I feel like I've made it in this world. I'm on a padded podcast with you, Addy, and I couldn't be happier. Like, you are so cool, and I've always admired you, and I think that uh, you have such a cool angle in your life, and um, I hope you just pursue everything great and just do amazing. And to all you guys, thank you so much for letting me be a part of your day. Um, enjoy your Timbits, <laughs> yes. and uh, enjoy yeah the rest of your day, okay? Thanks. Thank you for coming, Clark. I hope you have an awesome rest of your day and we learned a lot about fitness. Thank you for my classmates for the questions and thank you listeners. Have a great day and stay tuned for the next episode. Awesome, thank you. from you. Send your questions, show ideas, or any other feedback to talkingtoexperts at gmail.com.